What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Hans. And this is Tristan. Welcome to the Hans and Tristan podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for another great, fun-filled episode. Uh, before we start, definitely got to give a shout out to my wife. Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday, Ty. Hope you enjoyed your birthday weekend. Tristan was there celebrating, turning up with us this weekend. Yes. It was a fun weekend. I am exhausted. I'm old, but hey. <laughs> you. Listen. I'm like, listen, oh, y'all going into the next day. I see how y'all <laughs> doing it. Okay, it ain't even her birthday no more. Y'all going into the next day. It's after midnight. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, we out here. We out y'all here. Y'all young. Um, I got to give me some old friends. <laughs> that one had big parties. Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming out, Tristan. I really do. It was a great time. Love you, baby. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, this is going to be a great year for you. So, yes, let's get on to what we have in store for today. So, Tristan, your girl, the ultimate girlfriend, Tracy Ellis Ross. That was a great show, by the way. It was. Great it was show. show. Good, show. good show. Good show. Um, she recently did an interview with Mary Claire, if I'm not mistaken, magazine. And one of the significant questions that stood out to everybody was her saying that um how could she not want to have a husband and kids when she feels like she's been spood fed that since you know a tender age and she to me she took me aback because i see her as such an accomplished right black woman who has done great things on multiple levels mm -hmm. so for her to still be battling these quote-unquote dominant narratives or societal norms is real telling to me because I don't necessarily see her as somebody who's lacking to me I see her as having everything you know that anybody could ever want right who would not want a life and career like Tracy Ellis Ross like she's beloved. Absolutely. Like there's never really been a scandal. Think about it though, right? Of what black women generally have to endure and go through. Like that well, really has not been her, her story. Mom, Diana mm. Ross definitely guiding yeah. her, like, boo, we're not doing this and that. Like, you know, so when you <laughs> when you had that guidance from su such a legend, it's like, yeah. you know, you you really aren't gonna do too much mishaps because your mom knows the industry in and out, even though it's not the same. You know, she's in television, her mom's in music, mom's but at the end music, of the day, yeah. it's still industry. Still entertainment. Industry. Exactly. Yeah. And you, her mom is going to school her to that dynamic. Right. And I will say that, though, kudos to her, too, to not basically be intimidated by the shadow of her mom, because that's Diana Ross. That's legend. Like, everybody that's knows that. Everyone. You know? Everyone. Exactly. So for her to embrace her skill set and to flourish. And like you said, that relationship is key. And, you know, Diana has been supportive and, you know, guiding her through that. So I think that's also instrumental in her success as well. But I just still find it a little puzzling, though, for it to be a perceived lacking in her life just because she doesn't have um, a husband and kids, which kind of makes me think. So 
women nowadays, right, coming up nowadays and trying to be successful and going after it nowadays, are you guys still battling? Like, is this societal norm still as strong as it was back in the day? Or is it something that's becoming a little antiquated? Um, no, it's still the same. It's just different now because you have like title, you know, four, you have all these other things that were implemented to kind of hinder certain blatant discriminations, um, Mm -hmm. as far as sexism. However, it's still out there. Like, like, and I tell people this all the time from your childhood, you're really trained and programmed to want a man look at every disney movie we grew up on the man comes mm. and saves her the man is there and she's with prince her charming. prince and then she get her prince and is happily ever after her life changes so drastically and she levels up because now she has this man and that's what we teach our young girls and that's what we're constantly you know exposed to it's like yeah you can have this banging ass career and do it all, but if you don't have a husband and kids, then you're lacking something. Something must be wrong with you. And mm. it's a common misconception that is constantly regurgitated over and over and over. And it's sad because even you'll see in the workplace, right? Like if you're in the workplace and you have a child or you're, you know, a woman, they presume like, you know, they'll ask you for me, well, how are you gonna get daycare? How are you gonna, you know, get to your child? My child's father's never been asked that. Mm. My child's father has never been asked the same questions about childcare and conflict and schedules and things of that nature. And we share the same fucking child. But as a woman, right, but as a woman, it's expected to me to be the caregiver. It's expected of me to make the consistent sacrifices for the family, Mm. right? And the greater good, because that's what's expected of women. So now when you see more women taking control, it's like, yeah, no, I don't want to make a sacrifice. I want to still have a career. I still want to be a good mom. I still want to do this. But understanding that me pursuing my career also means that I don't have a lot of time to pursue relationships. So now, and it's a way to discourage us women. So if, yeah, you accomplish all this, but if I constantly tell you still ain't shit without a man, what you going to do? You're going to pivot. Right. You're going to focus on getting a man. And that's nothing but a just, you know, a constant way to oppress and suppress because if you have a man and you get married, guess what? You're going to have a baby. You're going to sit your ass in the house and you're not going to climb this corporate ladder because that's not going to be your focus anymore. Mm. And it's sad. It is. It is because it does present this dichotomy that, that you just mentioned, right? So it's either or this uh, corporate success or business success or a family. Like you can't have both. You have to be willing to sacrifice. When if you think about it, that's not the same societal pressure that's placed upon men right we're we don't have to choose between um you know success business success anyway or corporate success whatever you want to call it or family right it's deemed as a package deal so as as a man i'm you know just it's just what comes with the territory i'm expected to be successful in whatever field i do and along the way i'm expected to have the family as well with the kids white picket fence you know dogs and everything comes with the fact that yeah i can go pursue my kid my career and my my wife is going to take care of the children kids right And if she's taking care of the children guess what she can't pursue her own career so mm. if the household, you know, responsibilities aren't equally balanced and they fall on one individual, that individual now doesn't have the ability to go out and do other things. Got you. Got you. That definitely makes a lot of sense. So what do you say, though, right, to those women out here who don't necessarily want that? Because I'm thinking about that because, you know me, 
I'm definitely a big believer in creating your own narratives and your own goals and paths, right? You don't have to align with anything the world tells you. It's your life. No one's going to live it for you. So Mm -hmm. therefore, why set up guidelines um, that are given to you by others? So it's like, what do you say? What do you say to those women who are out there who really don't necessarily want to get married or have kids and just want to live life? There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it's like, it's, it's to me, it's very hard. But it's a constant battle. Right. It's that message that they're seeing. Like, there's something wrong with you. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. It's not just your society. It's your family, too. Even when I had Genesis, like, I had so many family members like, oh, you got to have another one. You got to have another one. Why the fuck do I have to have another one? You can't just (laughs) have, you can't just have one. Like, you don't want there to be the only child. Like, why not? Like, so I have another baby. So my first child is not alone. Like, that's crazy to me. So, but Mm -hmm. understanding, like, that's what you know some things that are handed down it's like you know by this age you gotta have this by that age you gotta have that and if you don't then something's wrong with you understanding that men and women are raised drastically different whereas again a man is raised to oh go to college get a career like you know be amazing do this do this do this and if you so happen to get married that's fine too right where women is supposed to be at the forefront that we want to get married and it's not the case like why would we want to marry counterparts who are not groomed to be married to like Mm -hmm. men are raised to not want the same thing as women women are supposed to want family and goddamn you know kids in a marriage but how can we want that when we have the male counterpart being raised drastically different to not want these things like we're being raised the opposite Right. It's not a, it's not, they don't have the same priorities or it's not, it's not definitely not perceived as being equal. And I just find that real troubling. Like somebody at her height of success is still battling the societal pressures and norms. And it goes to show like these dominant narratives, we have to start fighting back. So, you know, the comment saying like normalize this, normalize that. How about we, and especially linked with mental health now, right? Because mental health is definitely big and trick and, you know, a topic that everybody's become a lot more aware of, especially since COVID-19 with the rise of mental illness. So I love that normalizing, but I think we need to start hitting this too. Like, let's normalizing you living your life how you want to live it. Like, I don't have to do what you think is okay. So just like you said, even with my wife, like, you know, we just recently been married and it's always okay. So you're having kids now, right now. No. How about we just enjoy being married for for a while? Like exactly. you know, like how about we do that? Like that right. doesn't mean like, we're any let, less let's fulfilled. Not, like, right. Let's not throw all these responsibilities, but understand this, right? Trying to live up to societal standards is why we have so many miserable adults. Mm-hmm. Why we have so many unhappy people who breed miserable children. So listen. I'm glad you bring this point because I saw, um, I forgot her name. I really did. I was trying to give her credit, but this young lady, she posted like a little TikTok on Instagram and she was basically saying how, why would I, somebody who came up in an abused home, who didn't have the right parental figures, da, 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 you know, and just kind of gave her a pass. Why would I succumb to that of having kids? Like I'm still working on me. So I feel like I would be doing my child a disservice when I still have these issues, these things that I need to work on and bringing somebody else into the world. And I don't think people really take that into consideration. You don't. You know people don't. Right. And like, they don't understand, like, and I know we do because we have a, uh, well, you're definitely a mother, so you have (laughs) insight to that. But just us as mental health professionals, we we see that on a daily with our clients and the families that we work with. 
right? What's passed down subconsciously and, you know, like, and consciously. So for me, I take this as a great responsibility to bring kids in the world. Not just do I want to be fiscally, you know, responsible and ready to have a child, but mentally I want to be okay. I want to deal with my demons and things that I struggle with with my childhood. And that's not to say like my parents were the worst or anything. And that I love my parents, but they did the best that they could. But one thing that's hard for people to admit, especially parents in the old day, just because you did your best doesn't necessarily mean you could not have done better. You get what I'm saying? Doesn't necessarily mean that your child was free from issues. And that's not to say they're all your fault too, but we also have to understand there is no guide or hand perfect handbook for parenting. You really go, you you learn as you go because not every child is the same. You get what I mean? You're not going to get this. Even if you have multiple kids, you know this, all your kids are not the same. But that requires you to do be self-aware and have some self-reflection, right? And be accountable for what you put out there. And that's hard for a lot of people to be accountable. Like, yeah, I might have been a fucked up parent. I don't know. Like, as a mom, like that shit would be like a gut punch. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that requires again to be real and honest and put this whole dynamic above yourself. But too many people feel like, well, they have this destination, you know, mentality. Like, well, no, if I get a husband, I'll be fine. If I get a kid, I'll be fine. No, 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 no. You need to be fine before you (laughs) enter into all this shit. Like, this is why divorce rate is so fucking high. This is why children are now, like, like their household issues are now spilling out into the classroom and their performances and their inability to have healthy friendships and their substance abuse and everything else. Like, all this is spilling out into the community because it's going on in a home and everyone is just kind of brushing it under the rug. But if we stop pressuring people to do things that we want them to do, as opposed to what they're ready to do and willing to accept, then we wouldn't have these problems. A lot of people get married and have no business being married. Facts. But you're doing it to shut your mama up. You're doing it to, you know, shut everyone else up. And it's just like, so you enter, like, I have a few people I know that entered into a marriage, got married and had kids. And it's like, that's not what I want to do. My mother wanted me to do this. My mother wanted grandchildren. Well, I couldn't do this because I was raised in the church. What? Right. Like, this is your life. So you're not free. What I hear you, what I hear you saying is you're not free. At all. You're not At a all. free adult. This right. life you live is not yours. Listen, listen, I'm not going to lie, man. That's one thing. Like if I did anything in life, I will say I did what I wanted to do. Like, that's one thing I wanted to hold on. Like, I mean, I have the fame, the money, the accolades, but what you will not say about Hans is he didn't do what Hans wanted to do because I, I can't, like you said, I can't sit back and look and feel like I'm a prisoner in my own life. So you mean to tell me everything I've done up to now has been at the dictation of somebody else or has been adhering to the standards of, you know, society? Like, for me, I just wouldn't be able to sit in my soul. Right. Because you got to be able to look yourself in the mirror. How can you look yourself in the mirror knowing that you're not being true to yourself? Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact, like, I'm the same person, like, everything I did... Tristan wanted to do it. 
And Tristan can take responsibility, whether good or bad, that comes with that. And I know Thanks. I got in a lot of trouble as a child. I got a lot of trouble. You know, I lost, you know, family, friends, whatever. Hell, I even got locked up once. But at the end of the day, I still did what I wanted to do. And I'm not going to let anyone pressure me to do anything different than. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it boils down to because everywhere I go, there I am. I got to live with myself. I don't have to live with nobody for real, for real, but me. And at right. some point when I can no longer look myself in the mirror, that's a fucking problem. If I can't be real and, with myself, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And everything, every decision that we make, right, there's always a sacrifice. The yeah. key is making sacrifices that you want and you want that to you, live with, you can right? live with. That you can live with. So with us, right, by choosing our own path, what we're sacrificing is societal norms, societal acceptance. You get what I'm saying? And we've made the decision that that's not pertinent or driving force in our life. So we're happily okay with sacrificing that because it really doesn't mean that much to us. But hear me, if you do go by those norms and you you identify, that's fine too. But understand too that you're going to reach a point where a societal norm may not be aligned with what you genuinely want. And therein lies the rub. You get what I'm saying? Now you got you to gotta make a decision. So you're at the point where you're, what, 31, 32. People looking at you like, hey, yo, you ain't pop out no kids yet. You ain't got no mans. What's good? Right. What's good? You feel me? So you have to understand in life, there's always going to be sacrifices. Why not make the sacrifices that you want to make? Right. Why and sacrifice then, something that means near and dear to you? And then understanding that sometimes people are just going to be happy, unhappy regardless of what you do. Regardless of mm. what you do. That's just what it boils down to. They're going to have something to say regardless of what you do. So getting to the point where it's like, I'm so confident in who I am that other people's opinions, even though I value them as a person, I don't have to accept what they say about me. Especially if I feel like how many people went off to college and didn't want to be there? Mm. How many people done got jobs and stuff that they didn't want? All because they were told they needed to do this or what they wanted to do wasn't acceptable. Yeah. Oh, you ain't going to make no money doing that. Right. That's deep, though, because at the at the basic truth of it, living your life is always going to accept somebody or some demographic. It really is. It's it's really accepting. And that's not to say you're going to amass a hate, you know, a number of haters or whatever. Um, But there's always going to be somebody that takes exception to any move you make or anything like that, um, regardless of your belief systems or what you want to. So. Rather than, you know, be worried about people that are outside your life, outside that decision-making process, embrace and be confident, right, in what you're doing. And I think that's something that we are not seeing more of, right? We're seeing more of the submission to the societal norms rather than embracing of the following of your own path and being confident in that and being okay with that because it just baffles me. We're okay with people accepting the hardships that come with traditional societal norms, right? Going to college, going after the jobs. We're okay with the failures and the struggles that come with that, but we're not okay with the failures and struggles that come with going another way, doing what you want to do, because that's yep. just a sign of, oh, you shouldn't have done it. What? Like, wh- right. that doesn't make sense to me. Like, but every path you take It doesn't make sense because at the end of the day, when you are living in a country that makes his money off of college debt mm-hmm. and makes his money and living off of having low-class workers, then, yeah, they're going to push this narrative 
of the nine to five, nine to five, go to school, do this, do that, whatever, because that narrative is beneficial to the economic society of this culture where other cultures is just like, you know, not as strict in allows you to again have that flexibility and I think that's the issue I have when we frown upon certain things that aren't what we want and what's the like I tell my daughter I'm like I don't give a damn what what career you do I don't care you want to be a tattoo artist you want to do hair you want to be a plastic surgeon you want to do whatever but what I will encourage you to do is be happy because I don't give a fuck how much money you make being a lawyer if you're fucking miserable every goddamn day Mm-hmm. what difference does it make if you go to school and you get through medical school and that pressure is so much where you get to the point where you want to kill yourself fuck are you doing it for like it's not it's never that serious to be able to go to school from age of six then finish high school then go four years of undergrad another couple of years of grad school med school whatever and then bust your ass for 30 years just to retire at 65 and maybe have a nice healthy 10 year span before you die (laughs) (laughs) fighting for those last 10 years right you can't move you can you tired your body worn down you on a fixed income you like what that's not life Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is not life but that's what the fuck they tell us and how many people retire at 65 and still got to go get another job because they can't afford their lifestyle they facts. can't afford their cost of living that's facts man and on this great month of mental awareness month this is one of the biggest lessons you guys can take with you man start to live your life according to your standards and your beliefs um i don't <laughs> i'm not you know, oblivious, right? I understand that we have responsibilities. Does that make sense? So meaning you can't, if you have a child, right? You can't just quit your job and pursue something that's not bringing income to the house and let your child stop, right? So I understand there has to be some type of balance as well, but within that balance, right? There's still you kind of pursuing what you want to do and also understanding you have some responsibilities as well. So I'm not saying just, you know, vacate all your responsibilities, you know, and and do all that. No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, what I am saying is if all the moves that you're making are lining up with some type of standard that you yourself don't have influence or say so in, then to me, the end game is not going to be one of fruits, right it's going to be one of loss kind of like what you said at the end of the day when you look back at it you're gonna like wow i made all these moves because that's what i should have done rather than that's what i wanted to do like you said whatever you do is gonna be sacrificed so we're not condoning recklessness we're not condoning you know aborting everything and then going living off the land and shit or whatever (laughs) what we're saying is in any scenario regardless of what life you choose you got to do what you got to do before you can Mm -hmm. get to what you want to do but understand that when you make those decisions, you should be the only one making those decisions and not giving into the pressures of other people because that's how you build resentment and animosity because you're mm-hmm. no longer living the life you want or the life you're striving towards. You're now living for someone else and that's not okay. Right. And that's, that's, that's great that you said that because in that interview with Tracy Ellis Ross, she basically referenced that, basically saying, you know, of course I would love that. You know, I'd love to have a husband and kids and everything like that. You know, I've, I've dreamt about it, but 
at the same time, what I'm not going to do is kind of wait around for that to happen, right? There's mm-hmm. other things that I've wanted to do and have been passionate about doing, you know, even before that. And that's what I'm going after. And that's what I'm doing. And if it happens, it happens. If it don't, I'm okay with the decisions I've made. And she's at peace with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just about like the sacrifices that you make. Be at peace with the sacrifices that you make. And right. along the way too, you're going to see the fruits of that labor, right? The fruits of going and doing something that you want and it doesn't feel like work and you're grinding and you're okay with the grind you know like it doesn't mm-hmm. weigh on you as heavily because you're you're passionate about it you're in a vein you're in an area in life that you actually want to do and it just flows whereas you know you're in the rat race or whatever rat race you subscribe to and it's just beating and weighing you down and you know you're not really seeing the fruits of that um holistically because it doesn't just take a toll on you mentally like Tristan says it takes a toll on you physically as well Mm -hmm. so um it would just for me make a lot more sense for me to start to do um the things that I want to do and I get it though because that's scary like that's scary that is something that is very scary when you take the unbeaten path because guess what nobody has really done it you know like there's no recipe for it and that that definitely scares a lot of people because they don't know what to expect. They don't know what to look forward to. But I guess, like you said, sacrifices. I'm willing to sacrifice that comfort, right, for the benefit of doing something I want to do and living life how I want to live it. To me, those mean more than, you know, going off of what people say. Right. And I think as a woman, the complexity comes in when, you know, like, you have these hopes and dreams and you want to pursue this thing. And like I said, you don't want to wait around, you know, for some man to show up for your life to continue on. So you get to the point where it's like, you know, I'm going to pursue my education. I'm going to pursue having my own business. I'm going to buy a home. I'm going to do these different things. And so many people discourage you from doing that. Well, if you buy a home, then, you know, no man's going to want you because he wants to buy a home with his wife. Right. Mm-hmm. What? I, I'm sorry. So I'm supposed to be motherfucking renting forever until I find a man who wants to marry me and then hopefully maybe him and I our credit isn't fucked up so we can get a home together no I'm not doing that or you know what you shouldn't have so much education because the more education you have the less likely you are to get married because you know it's a lot of men who don't want a woman who has more than them right and these are things I thought was bullshit but then I ran to some few guys who didn't blatantly say it but they made it very clear that it was actually true, right? Oh, yeah. So I've ran into so many guys who was like, oh, you're a homeowner. I would never move in with you if we got married. We would have to go off and buy another house. So what I hear you saying is you're not financially responsible. So your ego won't allow you to move into a home that's already paid for because you had nothing to do with it, right? Because this was already Mm -hmm. established before you got here. So you want to go off and buy a whole nother house that has you know whatever because now you have input on that and you want to start a whole 30-year mortgage all because of your ego right because you don't want to move in with me because i'm a woman and you're a man and the men shouldn't move in with women exactly really that's like, exactly right it doesn't make sense right. it doesn't it doesn't make at that sense point, at all. sir i'm not paying my house is paid off i'm not going and starting a whole another 30-year mortgage just because mm-hmm. of your ego that doesn't make sense that's ridiculous that does not make sense. But again, it's like, it's like I said, it's not just society, but it's also people in your life who are condoning these things and who are supporting these things. Like I have so many friends who are single moms and they're doing the damn thing, taking care of their child, got careers, whatever. But it's so many men like, oh, you're a single mom. I don't want to deal with you. 
Really? So because I've had a child and I have proof that I had sex before you, you don't want you don't want to fucking deal with me because I have proof of a living person <laughs> that shows that I've had sex prior to you. Because in your brain, it's easy for you to brainwash yourself to think that you're the only man I've ever been with because I, I you know, right. I don't have any like, sir, what? Right. No, that's facts. And to me, that's more evidence of what we talked about at the beginning, right? Well, societal pressures are different on both sides and both sides have been um, kind of swayed or the pressure, the societal norm is different. The focus is different, right? So it makes sense. And that's where you see those rubs happen because the societal norm tells men, hey, yo, focus on your career and get a wife that's submissive and you're supposed to, your career is supposed to be big enough to take care of everybody, you know, fiscally and everything. She's just supposed to be here take care of the kids, be submissive to your whims and follies and what have you. And if you don't see that, then there's something wrong with that. You get what I mean? So it's definitely evidence, right? These rubs, these conflicts that happen and you're encountering in your daily interaction with people are things that happen. And I've seen it myself too, even with, I've had um, conversations with numerous guys, right? That are saying like, yo, I couldn't be with a woman that made more than me. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, but so then, But then turn around and call every female bum bitch. What? Right. Right. So what you're telling me is your manhood is predicated on a, on the amount that you make. Okay, got yes. it. Yes. Got it. Yes. Right. That's what it means to be a man. Out here like that. <laughs> and it's, it's unfortunate, but it's a lot of women who give into that stereotype as well. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, listen, man. I'm trying to be a kept man. I want. Listen, I am. I am you supporting. You see, Sam ain't complaining. Listen, I am my baby's number one supporter. What you need me to do? What you need? Listen. But unfortunately, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of females don't feel that support in their relationships, right? Like a lot of females, and I, like I said, I've been in situations where I'm supporting someone 100%. Oh, you starting a new job, you're doing this, you're doing that, you know, congratulations. Oh, how'd it go? Da, 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 da. And then I start my new job and then it's just like nothing. I do this, nothing. Crickets. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's not reciprocated. That support is not reciprocated. Mm, and there's so mm. many women who get in relationships and they sacrifice their dreams for this relationship because their partner is so focused on their career and can't understand that you can focus on your career and still support your spouse too. Exactly, exactly. Because they're giving into that societal norm, right? The woman is supposed to sacrifice her corporate or business goals for the relationship and for the family. No, what happens is these two people get together and they figure out what works best for their relationship. You hear what I'm saying? So, hey, Let's let's figure out what works best for us because at the end of the day, we're the ones doing this relationship thing. This is our family. This is what we've agreed to, you know, to work on. So why not do what's best for us? F what they say you're supposed to do. Let's do what's best for us. Well, guys, that's all we have for you today. We appreciate you joining us. As always, you can listen to the Haunts and Tristan podcast wherever podcasts are downloaded. Subscribe. Please download, subscribe to our show. Rate us, let us know what you think. Hit us up on our social media. We're on IG as the Haunts and Tristan podcast. You can see us on there. Interact with us there as well. Also, we have a YouTube page. A YouTube channel is called the Haunts and Tristan podcast. We have some videos up. You can see our podcast videos on there as well. We appreciate all your support. Also, listen to your boy's new podcast, Han Speaks. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I appreciate all the support thus far. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.